I am back after some maternity leave and this episode we are talking body image, weight gain, how to recover, postpartum and just general life updates from me. So let's get on to the show. Welcome to The Good Goddess Show, a weekly podcast for women who are fed up, are feeling bloated and tired. I'm your host, Kezia Hall, holistic nutritionist and all-around health geek. Let's dive in to the show. This is episode 150 and it is all about my life right now, how I am recovering, what I'm eating, what are my current habits, how am I navigating um, body image and gaining several stone um, post-baby and all the thing. So if you want to know more about what my habits are, how I deal with life and stay healthy when everything goes crazy and you have sleep deprivation and all the things, this is the episode for you. So that's what I'm going to be diving into. But it's so nice to be back, guys. For those regular listeners, hi. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for all your lovely support and emails. Um, for those of you that are new, welcome to the Gut Goddess Show. I'm Kezia Hall. I'm a holistic nutritionist, and I have just had two twins, girls. I was gonna say two twins, two twin girls, Luna and Rainbow. I already have a toddler, Millen, who is two and a half. So life is full, you know. <laughs> My uh, girls were born in February. I'm recording this as of the end of April and I've just taken a good uh, chunk of time off. I went on maternity leave as of January and I'm just really slowly easing back in now because I love what I do as a nutritionist. I love all the work I do and I've really missed podcasting. Honestly, you guys, I hope you find this show as helpful as I find recording it. It's, I really missed it, but I have showed a lot of self-restraint in the last couple of months of really not trying to do work and just focus on recovery. And obviously still am, I'm only like a couple of months postpartum, um, focus on recovery and sleeping and eating and trying to rest and relax and just enjoy this time in my life. Um, and actually coming back to work when you're self-employed, like Basically, you can do that whenever you want. Like I could not work again for another year. I could have started back at work like a week after the girls were born. It really is my choice. And that's part of what I love about working for myself, but also part of what's hard because it's figuring out, okay, um, really making sure that, you know, I'm not coming back to work because I think I should or because of any scarcity, even around money or because, you know, any negative reasons that I actually am coming back to um, do this work that I love because it actually nourishes me. So um, I am slowly coming, going, decided after a bit of contemplating and chatting things through with people I love and listening to my gut that now is actually a really good time. Also, me, my, I was going to say my husband and me, but that's terrible English, my husband and I um, are doing shared maternity leave. So I'm based in Scotland, which is part of the UK, which means we can both do shared maternity leave. So my husband is actually off until late summer on maternity leave. So he is around all the time. So it means I can kind of follow my gut instinct and do whatever work I need to do. So anyway, that's a bit of a tangent. I will warn you, this episode is 
kind of a bit of a life update. So it will just me, I've written notes and I've prepared for it, but I will just be kind of talking about my life. Like if you go through all the other hundreds of episodes on this channel and on this podcast feed, a lot of it is like super strategic plans, how to's, what to do to deal with your IBS or your bloating or thrush or your hypothyroidism or um, binge eating, you know, really strategic. This is more of a bit of a life update with you guys. And I'm going to be touching a little bit on what I do when times are intense and a bit tough and what I do with recovery. Also for context as well, here in the UK, we've had another lockdown. We've been in lockdown basically again since December. So I also moved house. So we had lockdown. I moved house in January. It's pregnant with twins. I had a really tough pregnancy, sickness, pain-wise. Um, twins were born and now and we've had um, my toddler and the girl's and in all in uh, lockdown time, which, you know, has been interesting. Actually, I have to say things have worked out really well. But anyway, before I dive, I'm kind of diving into the show already, but I want to let you know a couple of things. I am starting to um, work with a couple of new clients. I will be continuing to work with some previous clients. So I've only got space for a couple of new clients and I am mainly contacting people on my wait list. So if you go to keziahall.com forward slash wait, W-A-I-T, wait, then there is a um, more information on how work you can work with me one-to-one and how you can join the wait list. The wait list is pretty full. I think the spaces are going to go really quick. Um, so do make sure you get on that wait list because I'm actually, my price, um, I'm going to be rejigging my um, private one-to-one program, just making it a little bit better. And the price is probably going to go up a little bit as I incorporate more lab tests in the pricing. So that will be happening some point soon, but everybody who's on the wait list is going to get my current pricing. So if you are really ready to feel better, wake up with energy, enjoy your belly, have no more brain fog and just feel really good and see and really feel like you're making progress around those symptoms that have been annoying you and really support your mood, then I highly recommend that you find out more about working with me and get your name on that wait list so that you can avoid any price increases. And I would love to work with you soon. Before going on maternity leave, I was fully booked. So I imagine I will book up um, quickly. Um, word is obviously getting around about people's <laughs> results. Um, and But it has actually been super fun. Even whilst I've been on maternity leave, as I've come back to have a quick peek into my inbox, I still have some of my previous clients that I was working with emailing me, telling me, they're still making progress, you know, with their terrible periods or their um, weight or their hormones or their bloating, which is so fun. So if you are wanting to work with me, do make sure you get onto that wait list. Do get in touch with me super soon because I'll be starting um, to work back with clients very quickly. And that at the moment is the only way you can really work with me um, is to work with me one on one. And that is my primary focus because that's just... I've been doing this for years and I've just discovered that's the way people make incredible progress quite quickly, like things they've been struggling with for years. Literally, before I went on maternity leave, there's a client who had, um, I mean, there's loads of examples, but I'll just pick one. She'd had horrendous um, period and cycles, you know, menstrual cycles for 10, 15 years, maybe longer. Um, and within like two months of working together, her cycle had improved so much, just just by eight weeks, like literally. And the next two cycles she had while we were working together, her period was so much better. 
shorter, less painful, less heavy. I mean, I went, you know, we weren't done with that work, but just to encourage you that even though you've been struggling with something for years and years and years, you can actually make progress when you take the right personalized action. That would be the kind of brackets <laughs> really quickly, really quickly. Um, so just to encourage you with that. Otherwise, let's get on with today's show all about my life right now. So guys, I had twins. <laughs> That's mainly going to be how I start that. I kind of feel like um, I, I forget sometimes and then look at my two beautiful girls, Luna and Rainbow, and think, wow, I like made you and gave birth to you. How, how, uh, how did, how did I do that? How did that happen? Hmm. <laughs> So that honestly has been going on my brain a lot, but yeah, I've had babies. I now have three children under the age of two. Um, and actually, overall, there's been some obviously really tough bits, which I'll share, but overall, it's much better than I expected. <laughs> it's um, there's some tough bits which I will share, but overall, um, the birth went so much better than I expected. And I will probably do another birth story podcast on that. Um, but the highlights or just in summary, um, the girls, um, I was induced because they looked like the girls were maybe in some, maybe not growing that well. There was a bit of, you know, slight concern from some of the doctors, very mild. Um, but, um, I was induced, but I made it to 38 weeks with twins which is quite unusual. Often twins, I think it's like the majority of twins are born before 36 weeks. So that was great. Well done body. Um, and it was a vaginal delivery, which I really wanted. And I had found a really good doctor who was really supportive of that. Because often with twins, depending on your doctor, you can be heavily encouraged to have a scheduled C-section, which I was really open for. I totally was totally fine with having a c-section but I know the benefits of a vaginal delivery in terms of your child's microbiome and that kind of seeding and uh, that entry into life even things around their skull and that whole cranial um, aspect uh, so I really want to go for vaginal delivery if possible and I did and it was like a uh, less than a 12 hour delivery 10 hour delivery and it was overall generally a really positive experience and I would that guys I dare say it it was probably easier it no it definitely was easier than my son's birth which is crazy um my the the Luna came out first and then six minutes later rainbow shot out so I wasn't sitting there you know that whole pushing part that didn't go on for hours like I imagined could be the case with twins you know because you've got to push one out and then push do it all over again which I wasn't excited about guys I'm not gonna lie um but actually she was very amenable and kind of just whooshed right out in about six minutes so overall the girls were very kind to me and um the care we had was really good and overall it's a positive experience so I'll maybe go through the whole birth story in a couple of episodes time when I feel ready to share it and process it but overall that has been really helpful and my um, recovery I feel like has been better or quicker like physically I had various stitches and scars and forceps and things with my first 
birth and so recovery felt like it took flipping ages like it took ages for me just to be able to walk it felt like whereas this time around it feels actually quite a bit quicker which is really nice I'm at the stage now where you know I could walk with the girls relatively quickly and obviously I'm working with a whole bunch of team which I'll explain um soon to help me with my pelvic floor and my spine and all of those kinds of things but overall um it's going pretty well um and I'm just trying to think of other updates with the girls so we've been all all of us are around so my husband is around my toddler has been around because we've been locked down in the UK so he wasn't allowed at nursery until a couple of weeks ago um and so it was just all of us thankfully um in fact let's let's talk recovery and this helps my brain if I structure it a little bit more so how has my recovery been from having the girls and what have what has really helped with that so that if you are listening to this obviously you're interested and then this is a bit of a gratuitous podcast episode because I'm just rabbiting about my life but I really hope that you can glean some good stuff from this, that if you are in any position where you feel like you're recovering, maybe from children or maybe from an operation or from burnout or from a nervous breakdown or from just, you know, um, uh, viral infections, maybe you've just been totally knocked off with viral stuff. It's like that whole post-COVID, post-viral thing is so real and can be really harsh. Whatever it is, um, if you are recovering, here are a couple of th- ways that I really invest in my recovery. And that's worth thinking about. You, If you are recovering from anything, be it stress, burnout, pregnancy, illness, treatment, um, divorce, grief, whatever it is, recovery requires investment. And it does require, I think, intentionality if you want to speed up the process. <laughs> Um, you can't put a time limit on recovery, but you can speed and, and support that process. I think when you do put a bit of intention and investment, not just, I don't just mean money here. I mean, um, energy planning, those kinds of things. So how have I been recovering from having these babies? Well, the first thing that I did and have been doing, and I've been so grateful for is, um, all the food. So we had a meal train set up that my sister set up so that people could send and bring me food, which was awesome. Um, so I've also, I wasn't able to do this that well because I just was still quite sick throughout my pregnancy, to be honest. Honestly, side note, it is so nice to not be pregnant anymore because I didn't realize how sick I felt all the time. (laughs) And now I'm not pregnant, like, eating food feels nice. I can smell things without wanting to vomit. It's so nice. Oh, I don't know if you can hear that in the background. That sounds like a baby's just woken up. Right. I'm obviously recording this during nap time. Um, let's just, let's just press a pause button. Okay. I'm back. So anyway, food. Um, I have, I, um, did a little bit of kind of bulk cooking, batch cooking before I gave birth as much as I could. So I probably had about six meals or something in the freezer, um, but not as much as I normally would do. And I had my meal train. And then I also had people just like my mom and my sister who just, and sisters, sorry, who were just kind of bringing me food all the time, which made such a difference. Even now, like I'm at the stage now where I'm maybe bulk cooking something once a week in my instant pot, which I got before Christmas. And that's been awesome 
hashtag love my instant pot. Um, but I'm still kind of working on those stores. I still have a bunch of stuff in the freezer that essentially we use for to kind of buffer out a lot of our meals. So that the only meals I'm really cooking in a week right now is maybe a stir fry that I make quote unquote from scratch. <laughs> Literally grill some salmon, stir fry some veg, got rice there, whatever, boom. Um, and a bulk something like chili or bolognese or sausage casseroles, what I did last week in the instant pot where I do a couple of meals with. And that's the only cooking that I've been doing or my husband's been doing and the rest is all coming from the freezer. So that's been really good. I also, and this has been a glorious revelation of postpartum time, have discovered the wonder of ready meals. Now, I, I don't know about you, my only experience of ready meals was when I was on um, a doing in a diet club and that we used to have Weight Watcher ready meals when I was like 12 or 13 or however old I was doing this with my mum and they were just disgusting and tiny and just awful and I've always just been like ready meals no thanks. Now from a nutritional perspective ready meals are never going to be optimum because freshly made food is always going to be the best just as a caveat Obviously, we kind of all know that freshly made, you know, getting some fresh broccoli and cooking things nicely, you know, always going to be better. But I um, discovered some Mindful Chef um, ready meals, which here in the UK is a gluten and dairy free um, a recipe box company that also does ready meals that tend to be higher in protein, which I prefer because a lot of these recipe box or ready meal things that you can get often have loads of gluten in, loads of dairy in, and are often really carb heavy. Now, there's nothing wrong with carbohydrates, but from a recovery perspective, you really need good amounts of protein. And I generally do better with more protein in my life because it keeps my blood sugar more balanced. So and that's really important when you're recovering from anything is more balanced blood sugar. So I stocked up my freezer with a bunch of ready meals and I just did another stock up because um, probably now we're only having them maybe once or twice a week. But for a while I was having them for lunch because hello, when you're lactating, making milk, you are starving all the time. <laughs> I would have them for lunch as, or like as a snack even. Um, and so that's been good. So I've been giving myself permission to enjoy ready meals. And there has been that thought in the back of my mind of like, Kezia, you're a nutritionist. A good nutritionist wouldn't have ready meals. She'd be making everything from scratch. But I've just ignored that. Chatter in my head, giving myself permission. And actually, they're really nice, guys. I mean, I'm not uh, an, I'm not an affiliate of Mindful Chef. But if you're in the UK, Mindful Chef ready meals worth having them in your freezer I have to say and actually if you are in the U.S. because I know I have a lot of U.S. listeners I do know um, Balanced Bites does a really good ready meal option as well that's all um, dairy-free gluten-free good amounts of protein in that Diane Sanfilippo is the founder of and I've obviously never eaten them but I know uh, those look pretty good from a nutritional perspective and I trust kind of Diane Sanfilippo is a bit snobby when it comes to nice food. So I'm pretty sure if she eats them, they must taste decent. So if you're in the US, then you could try Bounce Bites Ready Meals here in the UK, um, Mindful Chef. And that's been a real game changer. So food from meal trains, ready meals. Um, also, I've just given myself permission like once a week, we have like a pizza night, which is just a gluten-free pizza, oven pizza from the shop, like full on oven pizza. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's no way of adding frills to it. I always make a huge salad to go with it, but I really enjoy those nights, have some kombucha 
or gluten-free beer maybe, although probably not that much. Um, and so that's kind of what's been um, going on. And that's been super, super helpful. Add another little pause there. I don't know if you could hear <laughs> crying Luna in the background. Um, <laughs> story of my life right now. Um, no, actually, other side note, the girls are really happy and settled babies as babies go and kind of sleep quite well so sorry to all you parents that have terrible sleepers but there is two of them though <laughs> so but anyway um another thing food wise that that, I, that is really helping me and I would really recommend to anyone that it feels like they're in recovery from anything would be protein so I've really been making sure I um, get enough protein and probably the, when when you're short on time and you're looking to add more protein to your life in an easy fashion, protein powders can be really helpful. Yep, ideally you would maybe do it from just more foods like salmons and meats and fish and eggs and those kind of things. And I have been really mindful of making sure every day I'm eating eggs because I tolerate those really well and that I'm trying to have some fish, every, uh, not every day, but regular fish and meat in my everyday because protein's really important for recovery. And literally from, you know, my case birth, you have like a massive internal wound where the placenta comes away. I had, you know, had stitches, my uterus is shrinking back down, like my actual physical recovery is huge. And I need a, you need a lot of protein to help with that. A lot of nutrients and things like zinc and B vitamins and um, all of that kind of stuff, which can all be found mainly in kind of your more animal-based proteins. So, um, but when time is short, I have been making sure every day I have some protein powder. So I have two. Again, this is not a have to, but this is a great, um, this is a great bonus thing if you can and you can afford to, is making sure I really prioritize collagen because you can imagine my stomach was huge and then all of a sudden is being asked to shrink back down. I need to really support my skin. Also from like a bone and re repairing perspective, collagen's really important from a postpartum perspective. So if you're recovering, especially from any physical injury, surgery, anything like that, really recommend collagen as an important one. And I've also been having a, um, ironically, like a vegan-based <laughs> plant protein as well, just because collagen, you don't get as much protein per gram. Like I think a, like, you know, a scoop full of collagen, you may be getting like 10 grams of protein, whereas a scoop full of, of this vegan protein that I use, you may be getting about 18. So just to ramp that up. And I finally found a really nice vegan plant-based protein that tastes good and is good ingredients. Um, unfortunately, it's not the cheapest, but I have been using Four Sigmatics uh, protein powder. Um, which is a plant-based protein, but also is jam-packed with medicinal mushrooms and some adaptogens. So for me, from a time perspective, it kind of just squishes a whole lot of stuff into one, protein, adaptogens, stress support, immune support, and it tastes really nice. So I've been adding that to my porridge every day, making smoothies with it every day, sneaking it to my toddler's porridge every day <laughs> without him noticing. Um, but making sure I've been doing that. And I think that really helps again from a blood sugar perspective. And it's really important from a mood and everything um, and a mental health perspective that your blood sugar remains balanced. But from a physical recovery, from a tissue recovery perspective, recovering your tissues, supporting your skin, 
protein is really important. So that's how I've been kind of, if we're looking at my recovery and recovery in general, food, obviously, I'm also a nutritionist, is going to be really, really important. And with that, and obviously making sure I'm trying to stay hydrated and to have good intakes of salt and keeping my electro, <laughs> forgotten the word, electrolytes. There we go. Supporting my electrolytes and all of those kinds of things. But that's a bit of an overview with that. So for me, uh, food is always going to be a big part of recovery, recovering from anything, but especially this kind of postpartum. Um, so that has been going well. Um, other things that I have been prioritizing and really grateful for is um, the sleep, which I know sounds ironic because I've just had babies. And so um, I'm not going to lie, I've not had like an abundance of sleep <laughs> in the last few months. I've not had a like an unbroken night's sleep since um like January um let's let's just say but where I can I have been prioritizing sleep and I I am lucky and in that I my girls are relatively settled and good sleepers and I also have my husband who is off all the time and I've also had a good amount of support and even some help overnight from um family who have been willing to come and help us overnight in those early couple of weeks you know because in the first probably what four weeks the girls are waking up every two hours every three hours and there's two of them so by the time you feed both of them you're just basically up most of the night essentially you're getting like you know hour snippets of sleep you know one hour snippets of sleep where you can and having a good nap during the day so that has been the reality things have settled down now more um they're now about 10 weeks old and wake up twice maybe during the night at best um so that is much more stable but probably within two weeks of them being born me and my husband realized you know we need to look after each other so we set up a bit of a shift schedule also this is probably down to the fact that they're um, bottle fed I am expressing so they but they get a combination of breast milk and formula through bottles so it means anyone can feed them essentially but obviously as I am still expressing so still pumping I've been getting up in the night to pump because that's the best time to help with your supply and I'll maybe talk about the whole feeding, whatever, in their, in their birth story. But um, we basically set up a sleep schedule to ensure that it, like both of us were at least getting a chunk of three or four hours sleep every night and then kind of any bonus sleep afterwards. So we set that up quite quickly um, so that I basically would go to bed about half seven and then I would wake up um, half seven, eight, and then I would wake up about one or two like I would tag tag out and Joe would then go to sleep um, in a different room to the girls and sleep until, you know, the same amount of time of solid sleep. And then I any sleep I got after that was kind of like a bonus. So the girls might have fell asleep for a couple of hours from like three till five or something. But I, um, yeah, we kind of did that shift system. And even now we're kind of running a bit of a shift system as well. So, but the main thing is just to prioritize sleep where you can. And I think this is my opinion and thought, but I think especially from this postpartum period and being a mother, there's this, there's this martyr energy and, um, expectation actually that we often take on around like, oh, I'm just going to have no sleep. And that's just the way it is when actually, um, you can actually get help with that, you know? So even if you're exclusively breastfeeding, 
maybe you introduce one bottle in an evening at like 10 o'clock so you can sleep undisturbed 8 till 12. You know, we kind of sometimes tolerate and accept, oh, I'm just never going to have any sleep instead of being like, no, I'm not going to be a martyr. Like I need to recover. Making a baby, birthing a baby is a big, draining, depleting work on your body. It really is. And sleep is so important for recovery. It's so important. And we often just think, oh, well, I'm just not going to sleep. I have a newborn. Oh, well, I'm powerless in that. And I would argue that you're not completely powerless. You can, if, and obviously this a lot depends on your babies, on if you are in a couple, if you have help, all of these kinds of things. But if you are in a relationship and you're co-parenting, then with someone that lives in the same house as you, then why want I, in my opinion, there should never be the situation where one partner is just sleeping soundly all night while the other one is up every two hours with their baby. That feels ridiculous. <laughs> but it's kind of this message that mums get given of just like, oh, well, my husband's working, so I'm just going to wake up and get no sleep in the night. BS to that. No, you both made a baby. You both get up in the night to look after it. It's my opinion. Anyway, take it or leave it. Um, so sleep has been really important. And in those early few weeks where I was still getting very little sleep, I would was prioritizing a sleep during the day. Whenever we had help, like if my mum was over, then I was going to bed. If Joe's parents were over, then I was going to bed. If the girls were sleeping or if Merlin was out playing in a park with his cousins, I was going to bed. 100%. And I have really appreciated yoga nidra during this time because you can sometimes feel that, you know, that tired, wired, adrenaline-y, I'm so exhausted, but I've got so much to do, I'm a bit wired. Even though when I felt like that, I would just sit and do a half an hour yoga nidra and have like, they call it a yogic nap, which was really, really helpful, really restful. So if you struggle to relax, highly recommend just going on YouTube and just getting a yoga nidra, doing a yoga nidra meditation, really, really helpful. I really sometimes struggle to unwind my brain and to relax, whereas yoga nidra is a really helpful way of doing that for me. So that is the next thing. So we've got food, sleep um, is a really important thing in recovery. And I really encourage you to to be as intentional around sleep as you can. It's, it's hard when you have newborns, but I um, just decide to not... Um, be a victim to it and also get really lucky in that I think my babies are quite settled and like to sleep that's the reality of it it's a bit of both I'm intentional about it and also got luck of the draw <laughs> with babies that are all right with sleeping <laughs> so and, and that and that can't be I don't I can't like sell that to you unfortunately <laughs> okay so that's next thing we've talked about food talk about sleep. Next thing has been help. I knew after having my son first time round that just needed a lot of help. And this time round, I've just embraced all the help that I can get. So um, making sure and researching and asking if me and my husband could share maternity leave and it turned out we could. So having help. So there's always been two of us around and there will be until late summer until and then we'll get more formal childcare for the girls. Um, and uh, but also from family and friends and just basically when anyone has offered like do you want me to take me into the park you know there's a lot going on in the world with pandemic and distancing and all those kinds of things but I have just accepted a lot of help from people and family and friends where appropriate and where possible also um, things like I upped my cleaner 
um, who's this wonderful woman. She comes now once a week when she was coming every two weeks, which financially didn't make sense. You know, if we're both of us on maternity leave, we shouldn't really be spending more. But I knew it would really help me to relax if I knew like all that pee and puke that gets on the floor and you kind of wipe up. But if it's three in the morning, the lights are off, you're not really sure if you have wiped it up. That someone is coming once a week. You know, I have a toddler who pees in the potty and sometimes he misses and I wipe it up. But, you know, you just want to know that someone's done a thorough job of mopping that floor. And having a weekly cleaner has been a game changer. Really helped my brain to relax around that and not stress out about it. I also um, have... Uh, we've had accepted some help from family around night times, um, which I mentioned before with sleep. And I've also went to see a chiropractor very quickly and a pelvic floor physio to really help with that physical recovery. And that's been really, really helpful as well. I actually took the girls and, and Merlin to, to see chiropractors. So she's a chiropractor that specializes in kids, but she also um, deals with me, which has been helpful because I had a, um, oh, what do you call that? I've totally forgotten epidural there we go with the delivery and that obviously totally messes with your spine and nervous system and I mean I don't regret having it so glad I had it but you know uh, it's a massive drug and all nearly all drugs have side effects and consequences so I'm just dealing with the consequences of that choice um so I've been having and investing in that kind of help as well so that I can get back to exercise and that my pelvic floor can recover and my muscles can recover and my spine and my brain. And I also will be starting therapy up again soon um, in the next couple of months um, around looking after my brain and all those kinds of things. So help, it's really important, getting support, getting help. So that's how I've been having help. Um, other th- ways that I've been helping myself also things like supplements. So getting really good at making sure I take my supplements to help because I know for me that mood and energy and immunity are really things that for me personally I need to support postpartum because obviously your mood can go crazy so supporting hormones is really important immunity just because of a lack of sleep I'm really likely to pick up on any cold whatever going on and you really don't want to have a cold when you got newborns it's just grim or just to get sick in any way um so I've been making sure I've been taking my prenatal and fish oil and bumping up things like zinc and b6 to help with my mood and my sleep ramping up things like magnesium also having these medicinal mushrooms to really help with and from an immune perspective I find them really helpful to help with my energy and immunity like I haven't really I was fighting off a cold the other week but it never really became a cold um it was just that kind of niggling feeling so that's been really good. So supplements have been helpful um, to kind of help bolster me along. So that when you're recovering from anything, getting a personalized supplement plan, really, really helpful based on, you know, what you need and maybe what medications you're on and what would be helpful. That can be really, really supportive. So that's a little bit of how um, my what my recovery has been look like. Now, that all sounds really positive and like everything in my life has been super easy, like a doozy, like, oh, everything is great postpartum is hard for sure I've found what have I found difficult I found the lack of sleep difficult even though I've been prioritizing it um that has been hard um I've actually found the hardest part to be honest has been dealing with my toddler um girls like babies are relatively simple compared to toddlers they need you change the nappy you give them food you burp them you cuddle them that that's literally what you do with newborns toddlers However, oh gosh, 
go away, mummy. Don't like you, mummy. Oh, just the tantruming, the feeling his feelings. And bless him, my son has had so much upheaval. We've moved house, he's changed nursery, he suddenly has two sisters. A lot has changed and he's actually coped really well. But I just, that's what I found challenging is just being like, oh my goodness, I just toddler, just toddler them. So that's been challenging. Also, another thing that's been more challenging than with my first pregnancy and postpartum recovery has just been body image. Um, I found it and I'm, I'm, I think I'm doing better now. Um, but I've up until, well, yeah, just the last couple of months, just adjusting to this new postpartum body has been really difficult. Some of that's just practically in that I just didn't really have any clothes that fit and no shops are open. So I couldn't just go to a shop. I've had to do like tons of online shopping, which involves buying stuff, sending it back, buying stuff, sending it back, buying stuff, sending it back, because I don't really know how to dress my body. Like I've, I've got a belly. I'm about two stone heavier currently at this point, I think, than what I was before getting pregnant. Um, you know, I've got like big old belly, bigger thighs, bigger boobs, just, and I don't really know how to dress that body shape. So that's been tricky. And just not having clothes, like my maternity clothes are too big. My old clothes are obviously way too small. Um, and just not having any clothes to wear that aren't like leggings has felt, hasn't made me feel good. And just dealing with, I've got way, like I basically didn't have really any stretch marks after my son, but obviously carrying twins and going to 38 weeks, you can bet your bottom dollar, I was pretty big. Um, so I've got tons of stretch marks, which I didn't really have to deal with before. And that's funny. I've, my, um, abs haven't quite come back together and they did really quickly with my son. So I've got a bit of diacystis recti, which I think will resolve itself, but there was a kind of a couple of centimeters there still. Um, so that's been really tough. I'm just like heavier than I was bigger. My face is rounder. My arms are fatter. Like that has been harder than I expected actually because I thought I just had a really solid body image and actually gaining weight is just like to be honest I intentionally gained weight with this pregnancy because when I researched it um, the outcomes for twins was often much better when you gained in pregnancy like a good a good amount of weight like a good chunk and so I kind of and I lost lots of weight in the first four or five months due to sickness so I was actually really intentional about when I could eat again about eating as much as I could to actually gain weight so I could have really healthy girls and that worked out for me which is great but it does mean I'm left with like you know I'm, I'm, I did actually weigh myself the other day and I was 12 and a half stone um which actually is what I expected um, but the just, you know, just coming to terms with that and being a bit annoyed because I was really fit before I got pregnant and able to run and just dealing with the physical recovery has been hard and I've had to work on my mindset about that and just feel my feelings and also buy a lot of new clothes, not going to lie. Because honestly, a really quick fix for when you feel crap about your body is having clothes that make you feel good. Like if if you're like if you've gained weight recently for whatever reason or lost weight and all your clothes don't look good on you anymore, buy some more clothes. Like just go and do it. it. Makes such a difference. I now have two pairs of jeans that fit. I found a style of top that suits and feels nice. I have some leggings that work. I have some. Uh, I got some dresses the other day. Boom. 
I, I feel actually so much better, even though I haven't actually lost any of the weight, if that makes sense. I feel so much better just having closed up fit. It really makes a difference in the day to day. So that's been tough. Um, other things have been tough. They've just been like adjusting to life, what life looks like with three kids. Um, I'm still thinking a bit of shock around that because I obviously the twins, it was a planned pregnancy, but twins was a total surprise. You know, we weren't having IVF, twins don't run in the family, total surprise. And life just looks really different with three kids. And I was thinking maybe I'd have two and just life as a twin mom, just adjusting to what that means practically. And um, it's just quite full on. And that's been hard. Um, just wrestling with that. Oh, this wasn't what I planned for my life. Although I know it's really good, but I need to kind of adjust if that makes sense. Um, so that's been tricky and I'm still muddling my way through that. Um, and yeah, just give myself permission to feel whatever I feel around it. Um, and for me, I know I'm such like a structure plan oriented person. It'll just take me a while for those plans to pivot, if that makes sense. Um, so those things have been hard. And also like just pandemic stuff not being open, like can't go to soft play with Merlin or he, you know, just stuff not being open is just annoying. I just, it just sucks. So that's, that's been frustrating and hard. And he wasn't at nursery for the first few weeks. It wasn't open. So we just had everyone around all the time. That was, that was tricky. So it's not been all super easy. I'm also mood wise as well. I'm a bit, I'm generally doing good, I would say, but I am a bit, you know, up and down mood as you would expect. Um, so I've also been really making sure I prioritize my sleep and my food and my supplements to help with that as well. Um, and obviously we'll be pursuing therapy in the future. There's a bit of a wait list with my therapist. So when I can get on that, I will be beginning that process again but also just giving myself permission to feel anxious like yesterday was the last couple of days been a really hard days of just feeling really fragile even talking about it now makes me feel a bit fragile and instead of judging that or making that mean something like oh my goodness I'm now depressed and blah blah blah, blah just going with it just just to have a feel I'm good I've been doing lots of somatic um, movement practices to help me flow through that talking about it um yeah and that's and just kind of being okay with that like I don't need to feel happy 100% of the time right now I don't that doesn't need to mean something if that makes sense it can just be what it is so um that has been hard and uncomfortable but but good in a way like good progress for me um <laughs> My years of therapy is slowly paying off. So, yeah, so those things have been challenging. Um, but like any recovery time, or, or especially postpartum time, postpartum I really think is summed up by really high highs and really low lows. Because you're like, oh my goodness, I love my babies. And in my case, I have two. I have two beautiful girls. And they're so different and they look so different. And yeah it's just awesome. I love them. Um, and you just are like, oh my goodness, I love this family. And oh my goodness, I made them. That's insane. <laughs> and you have these high highs and then you have these low lows where you're like, oh my goodness, I'm stuck forever. I'm just forever going to be this milk making mother that never does anything with her life. 
or that's how my brain goes. So I'm just embracing the high highs and the low lows and then doing what I can with food, sleep, help, recovery and supplements to kind of help even that out, if that makes sense, so that it becomes less high and less low and more of just a just a wave of up and downs. Um, so, yeah, I feel like I've ravaged on for long enough now. I also need to go and breast pump. In fact, I'm pumping right now as I record this. I don't know if you can hear. They're really silent. But anyway, I have these LV pumps, which are great. Also, not an advertisement for them. But anyway, I hope that has been helpful. Just if you've missed update up my updates. Also, I've been, actually, I forgot to mention this. I've been off social media as well since like middle of December of last year. Um, so that has kind of been really hard, but also really good, I think, for my brain. Um, so that I can avoid the mindless scrolling and the numbing out and some of the more negative aspects of social media. Although I am excited. I'm getting a new phone soon, which I'm going to have a separate phone for work, which I just use for social media and for clients. Um, so I will be back on social media then because I also have missed it. But I know a lot of you have missed kind of just what's going on in my life because I've just not been sharing it publicly and that's been intentional um but I'm also really excited to get back and I hope this episode has been helpful from that perspective and also for anyone who feels like you are recovering that this is kind of a helpful framework that I use and is generally applicable to kind of most areas of recovery whatever that looks like and also it's worth saying if you are wanting help with recovery that I could be your gal if you want some one-to-one support. So do make sure you head over to keziahall.com and find out more about working with me and joining that wait list as well um, so that I can um, save you a space of working with me essentially at my current price point before the price increase. Um, so do make sure you do that. Otherwise, thank you for listening and for joining me and for all your love and support, whether you've been listening for years or a new listener, I really value that you are here. Um, I The podcast will still be coming out every two weeks for now. But in the coming months, it will go back to weekly once I ramp up my working hours and recover a bit more and all of that kind of thing. But no, this is episode 150. So there's 150 of these episodes, guys. I'm pretty sure you've not listened to all of them. Um, uh, There's tons of great ones in the archive and I will be releasing new ones um, regularly too. So enjoy. Email me if you have any questions. Sending you lots of love and I'll 